Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on I'm this. <laughs> people that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy. Yeah. Right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe? Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like working with you guys. Welcome to our show. man thank you for being here yeah, thanks for having me guys good seeing everybody you so good well. to see you how are you you have a new show coming out i do uh in the midst of the press for it um i'm having a lot of fun it's exciting it's called tell Mink. us an angle on it that you haven't told any other press outlet <laughs> i'm not gonna ask a question because yeah. like i i'm not a journalist but yeah. just give me, us an, a weird angle the angle on it is, and the reason I wanted to do it was in the pilot, there is a section called a penis montage. What? Because we do, <laughs> we do uh, we're a nudie magazine. We're essentially like the first Playgirl, mm-hmm. and I'm the publisher of it. And we need to find the male centerfold. And so mm-hmm. I read in the script that there was going to be a penis montage, <laughs> and I wanted to see what that looked like. And what yeah. it looked like was... A group of, as we all know, extras are the greatest 
people on every set of all time. Mm -hmm. But now I saw him with no underpants. <laughs> and one extra, like, it was like 35 dudes or something like that who were wanting to be in the show and get a bump for showing their penises. So oh just like one naked dude after the next. And it so was, it was, it's real. It's not like prosthetic. Those stuff. were real hogs. Um, and it was probably the hardest I've laughed in a really long time because the immaturity spikes and you're trying to be professional and cool. Yeah. But then you see like a long haired dude and take off his underpants and you're staring at his hog. And, <laughs> you know, it brought out the true 12 year old in me and it was scream funny. So the show's really great. It's really fun. I'm excited for people to watch it. So I just wanted to know what music that penis montage is. So is it's all hits from the seventies, which you'll love. Mm -hmm. um, I love it already. Yeah, yes. So the music was great, but obviously what was, look, when it's cut together, it feels way smoother. Cause obviously, as you guys know, there's never music while you're shooting. So the sound over the montage was the slapping of guys hitting <laughs> their own butts and palms hitting their thighs. Whoa. And then me going like this. <laughs> and oh then AD's being like, everybody uh, keep it together. The next guy is Carl and me being like, don't make an inappropriate joke. Don't make a joke. Don't make yeah. a joke. How are you, There's sir? like an intimacy coordinator there trying to like make sure you're professional and you're making her uh, job hard. Yeah. And then when you're sitting there being like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. And then there's like a bigger guy with a ponytail and being like, Where is he? <laughs> hello, everyone. Nice to meet you. And then he takes his shirt off. And I'm like, I cannot believe on God's great earth. What I'm looking at. <laughs> Jake, the fans have been the fans have been messaging me uh, ever since the announcement of your show. They've wanted to know how many times in this show do you show your hog? Uh, every episode about 40 times. No <laughs> Nice. You know, so, they're, they're building so this it, is uh, a dream role for you. This is oh, yeah. Like they're building this thing as King Kong, too. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Hence the gorilla like me, pictures. Right? The, only, the only thing that could be worse than coming on set and having to pull your hog, is that what we're calling it right now? Yeah. Your hog out yeah. is then to have um, the big fancy actor of the show look at it and then laugh hysterically. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Now the, the the problem was was the kind of guy who's willing to show his hog. For the most part, he's got something to show. So <laughs> you're laughing true. at somebody where you'd go, "Hey, at five foot four, about 135 pounds with long greasy hair, well done, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I have judged you incorrect." That's how he gets away with not washing his hair, right? Yes. Oh yeah. He's like, there's a lot that I learned about seeing the amount of uh, genitalia in the person is that you really can't tell. You can't. There is no like indicator. It's not like, well, that's a thick bodied man. Therefore. Yeah. People look at me and they judge me correctly. I will say, you know what I mean? <laughs> what yeah. is that? What is correctly? Strong. What does that mean? Strong. Healthy. Strong. But it's fast. I get the job done quick by myself. <laughs> they judge you on your wrists, Lamar. Yeah. I have dainty wrists. You do? And skinny fingers. Is this massive biceps. Oh, you got some arms on you. You've been working out? Hell yeah, dog. I'm trying to get my life together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah have you been man. working out for real? I have. I have. Yeah. Would you like to see my hog? Sure. No. Yeah. All right. What is happening? No. Uh -uh. no. I'm not going to no. do it. But yes, I would love it if you showed me. I would. Me. I would be incredible. 
Speaking of, uh, how about uh, Ralph on passing? What a yeah. sad thing. Oh, he was so awesome. He was in his 90s, by the in way. 95 no, years he old. looked amazing. I thought he was a lot younger. And uh, what a misread on my part. I thought he was in his 70s. Yeah, me yeah. too. Do you remember your first uh, scene with him, Jake? Uh, yeah. I was I, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of he was so, uh, you know, he doesn't talk on screen, obviously, as we all know and they all know, but he was a really present actor and he was joking in between. So it's funny being part of it. There's such a different take than people watching him. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But yeah, a really solid actor. And, you know, obviously it seems like a, it's a bit because he doesn't talk, but we all know there's people who don't listen in scenes and there's people who listen. Yeah. And he was so good, even though he didn't talk, but I'm shocked. Meaning he was probably late eighties while he was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm in my late 80s. There's no chance I'll be doing anything. You're going to be sitting on a porch. Yeah, Ralph in his 90s is me in my 50s. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, well, get get used to Jake now because <laughs> this is it, man. This is, is it. I'm on the farewell tour. <laughs> Jake, Jake, didn't you have something to do with him being on the show? Like, wasn't it your idea for that character? It was a, yeah, a soft pitch. I, I, I pitched Liz that I think it'd be really funny if Nick went to a park and had a magical friend who never talked, but Nick believed he could hear them uh, <laughs> so that you could get like exposition out from Nick. But um, they came up with the whole pitch of that episode where Zoe and I go in like the hot tub. Yeah. That was all the writers. And I think that's what really made the character. But I just yeah, like that- the Nick having a character who never talked back, but Nick could hear him. That was what I remember was that that episode on the page was not working yet. And they were like, it ended up being such a good episode. It was like the first one that Ralph was on. And then um, they uh, were like, how about you guys get in a hot tub? And we're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So much of that show was like that, though, of like, well, we figured it out. (laughs) Yeah. If you're if yeah. you're just tuning in, folks, we are talking to Jake Johnson. He was uh, a cast member on New Girl. Um, do people gonna... tune in halfway through podcast? Yeah. By the way, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you, an old radio uh, guy? <laughs> uh, we're going to pause yeah, for station identification. Oh yeah, we uh, might we might have to pause for a commercial or something. Yeah, <laughs> we call it station right, identification. Yeah. Okay, we're going to pause for Lamorne yeah. selling some stuff. Um, we got and we got back. We're back. We're back. We have Jake and we're Johnson. Back. If you didn't, if you did, yeah. if you just decided to skip the first fifteen yeah. minutes of this, interview. it was all about hogs. So yeah. you know what? Don't yeah. worry. It was. You want to listen to this very... podcast and start at minute nine and yeah. a half? <laughs> <laughs> we get. We got Jake Johnson from Drunk History Fame. Jake, you've done a. <laughs> you've done a That's lot. How you know him. <laughs> Before we go back to the beginning, let's keep that. Let's keep that. I want to talk about Dennis Farina, mm. another another actor that you got to work with. He yeah. played your father on New Girl. Um, in the spirit of, um, I love Dennis great, Farina. By the De- way, I mean, amazing, amazing actor, one of the Gosh. more iconic actors that we have in our in our universe. Um, God rest his soul, Jake. Please tell us the story of Dennis and Max Greenfield. Uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> can, can we tell that story? Yeah, I think so. But do you okay. remember, Lamorne, that um, it was a big moment where 
because you guys obviously remember rehearsals, we didn't overly commit as actors. Right. And yeah. I don't blame yeah, yeah. us. Now that like, we've all done, you know, at that time I hadn't done a lot of more, I hadn't done as many jobs, but you start seeing the scripts were being rewritten. So we were reading them for the first time a lot of the time. Yeah. We would get yeah. pages and it would be the night before and we'd be walking into rehearsal. And I viewed it on that show as that's just the first time we're doing it. Yeah. But when yeah. we were doing Virgins, and do you remember how committed Dennis Farina was to rehearsals? Yes. And <laughs> yeah. remember the, there was a scene we did on like a bed where he like gives us a talk and the crew applauded after a rehearsal because of his <laughs> performance. <laughs> and I remember being like, they've never done that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with you, you were notorious for kind of phoning in rehearsals. Um, we don't have to. Was it? Yeah, it was a Especially thing with you. you? Yeah, yeah. I'm I, trying to make fake news, you clowns. <laughs> I feel like everybody was on the same call. We were all Jay. phoning it in. Let's yeah, we're all on that. Thing. We're all very tired. <laughs> I was so professional. Saying, you were not professional. You, <laughs> have, you you laughed halfway through every take when you initiated improv. Lamar <laughs> <laughs> would walk into a scene. The scene would be we would be starting, and he would go. His line would be like, "The water's here," and he would go. Hold on, the uh, oh, 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 hold on, hold on. I just was. I just talked about this in an interview. They said, like, ask me questions about what you remember from the show. I said I remember having anxiety because going into a scene with Jake Johnson, I would go, I'm, I know I'm going to do a bit, and I know I'm going to laugh, and I know he's going to kill me. I was like, I know he's going to kill me for it. He's going to kill really me on funny. camera. It's like those were some of the best days, but also the worst because I was like, damn it, man, you're a professional. You're supposed but to be able to handle this. You're one of the few guys that you would break midway through your own bit before <laughs> you got it out. So even before we would know it was funny, it would be like, if you can't get through it, just say the line. You'd be like, hold on, hold on. Give me one more take of this. You haven't even done the take yet. Just say the line. <laughs> Um, yeah. J- Jake, I want to say you're one of the most committed people to long-term bits I've ever met. I give you the same which, credit, Zoe. Thank you, which I so <laughs> we'll love about you. Time. <laughs> We're still over text doing bits that we started on the first season of New Girl. Yep. And I still will try to make those bits happen with other people. <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking about? My favorite so, bit with you and me is, is the, uh, we, when we started off pretending to be fake managers and tried yeah, to. Yeah, that was good. Everybody. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Zoe and I are still doing it. I don't know how personal we get about families and stuff like that. Oh, so, I'm, I'm okay. fine with, yeah. You you, so, yeah, you, you tried to sign my kids. Yes, Zoe <laughs> sent a photo of her, her son and daughter doing a funny video. So I just wanted yeah. to let her know, I did sign your daughter, I think right before she was born. <laughs> I'm courting your son. <laughs> and you know, I'll take I'll take Jonathan too. He's a hunk. So yeah. now I got your whole group. I know. It's it's a little and it the, your contract is really bad. That's the thing. Was it like, 35%? 50-50. It's, it's 50. 50. <laughs> oh, I, I don't do 10% as a manager. I don't do 10% of the work. And you don't I take calls on their behalf or anything. You're, it's like, oh, you're I'm on your own. My, I'm busy with my own shit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so it started out with us both competing to sign Max Winkler's dog. <laughs> 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 His 
three-legged German Shepherd <laughs> yes, to a Hamlet, contract, of <laughs> Hamlet, yep. and um, and then it went from there. Yep. That was that was one of my favorite bits, and it's still going on today. I will Ten say years this, and, yeah. and going. The, the thing that I miss <laughs> the most about New Girl um, and doing other shows like this show, Minx was great, but it was only three and a half months. So, right. and, mm. and movies are so different. And what so the different. thing about New Girl, which was so crazy, was how long we shot and then how much press we had to do over the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that show, from the second that show got picked up until we were canceled, we were around each other so much. That just doesn't happen in my professional life anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it was like you guys were my family. Uh, I saw it, more than my family. Uh, for me, it was by in the first couple of years, I lost my mind because I was not used to you then get used to it. And you figure out how to do yeah. it. But it would be like you. I remember waking up exhausted, mm-hmm. driving to work. You're there from the dark to the dark. And then as soon as you yeah. leave, you have to come back. And then there would be like some email from Todd Adair at Publicity being like, good news. This weekend, we have another event at 20th Century. To <laughs> and I'd be like, holy shit, man, it never ends. Oh, yeah. Oh, really quick before we, um, before we uh, get into the actual interview, because all this was just bullshit. Um, Jake, uh, <laughs> tell us the uh, Dennis Farina story oh. with Max. Um. The Dennis Farina story with Max was um, he came on. He was very we going back to the long term bits. Right. Mm-hmm. We were all in bits. And me and Max's bit that we really still do together as well is that uh, it's kind of who can outdumb the other. Right. Right. And where Max is at his funniest is when <laughs> everybody hates him and he's so annoying. <laughs> he doesn't stop. Like, you know, on set, like. He would just hang out in my trailer. And there would be a lot of times where I'd actually ask him to leave. And you know, <laughs> not because I was mad at him, but just like, you know, I just got in trouble about some alts. Like my brain doesn't feel right. I'm so tired. Can I have an hour of lunch alone? And he would go like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were in that mode and I was in kind of bully mode and we were messing with each other. And then I don't remember how it started, but we were doing some joke about the fact that Dennis Farina was a real tough guy. Mm-hmm. And he was an actual detective. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a Chicago a police Chicago detective. detective. Yeah. And then Max said something of the extent, and I don't want to, like, I don't remember all the details, but it was something about, like, I wonder as a detective, if you're, like, doing a stakeout, like, what do you do if you see, like, naked people? Like, <laughs> I have to say, like, do you keep staking out? <laughs> he would cry laughing, you know, and Max was, like, obviously being a heightened version of himself. Yeah. And, you know, he's hilarious. And I was, like, dying laughing. And <laughs> somehow, I think either I convinced him to tell Farina or I told Farina and we asked him. Yeah. And we were in such an uh, overtired state of everything was funny. That we forgot who we were talking to. And Farina did not find it funny or charming. He did not like the, the idea that as a police officer, he was a peeping Tom. And he did not see that we were being ridiculous. And he 
hated Max for the question <laughs> in a way that like- Did it come Max, out of Max's mouth and then he blamed Max for it? Either, or either that he just connected happened, with you more? Either that or I sold Max out. I really don't remember. It really might've been- <laughs> You sold Max out. It might've been, I asked him and then I said, Max wants to know. <laughs> you know I really don't <laughs> but I do remember- uh. He hated Max in a way, and Max would say, like, you know, Farina would finish the day, we'd all shake hands, and Max would be like, he squeezed my hand so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing about Max is that, like, I very rarely would, like, see him, like, really, like, ruffled. Like, he's, like, a guy that's joking around all the time. And whenever Farina would come on an episode, I'd see Max, like... (laughs) Truly nervous. Agree. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, Dennis Farina's going to be here. Like, he does, he's not a guy who gets serious, but, like, he was scared. But those <laughs> y- annual bits that keep getting heightened and heightened day after day, I'm like, that shit was so funny. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm realizing now, like, oh, that's never going to happen again. Oh, yeah. You know, well, you get like, you get like, I'm sure I'm like woke. Like, you get close to the people, but then you're leaving. You're gone for so done. long. You're by done. the time you come back, yeah. I'm like, what and then you're the- doing, and then you're doing press virtually. Yes. Yeah. So you're like, I don't get to kick it and hang out and have and, a drink, and, and I don't get drink. to know you guys inside and out. So we know how to press each other's buttons. We know where everybody else is funny. Yeah. You then know zones you don't go. You know zones you can go because it really felt like a team. Yeah, like, it was. It was a team. It was. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with more Jake Johnson. We're back with more Jake Johnson. Um, Jake, I remember talking to you in a surfer voice for at least yes. three hours straight. Yes. Well, also for seasons. Uh, Jesus Christ, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're going <right>. down. <laughs> okay, now. I love a Mahi Mahi Tango. <laughs> you guys are so stupid. We are um, so stupid. But I would walk in and it would be like five in the morning. Or yeah. no, I mean, I would have been there for like an hour at that point. Yes. But you'd walk in for your call. I'd be like, what are you doing today, Jake? And you'd be like, of course, I'm catching lots of ways, bro. <laughs> but I, I honestly think for me, you know, and obviously sometimes we all got in trouble for doing too many bits on that show. Mm-hmm. But right. in watching, you know, and seeing it come up or people like refinding it, those were the fucking bits. And that connection is what people really like. Oh, like yeah. we did all yeah. make each other laugh. Like I remember Lamorne's bit was always you would pretend to be really confident and then, yeah, and then you lose would stumble it. over your bit. <laughs> yeah. Well that became Winston. Like if you start 100%. the show, Winston was an alpha male who was competing with Max about running. And by the end, Winston couldn't get a sentence out because he would start <laughs> and do the bit that he did on set. So I'm like, Oh yeah. Those bits on a show like that on single cam when you're there and you know they were so open to improv and so open to changes. I'm like, man, yeah. that gave so much to it. Now going into the, just, you know, going into your beginning on new girl, we all talked about our, and I know this is something that you've talked about in interviews and we've all spoken about it. Um, did you see this coming in the beginning when you, how did, how did you get onto the show? And two, did you, did you think it was going to be this thing, yeah. this chemistry, this? Yeah. So, um, 
I had done, I had met Liz Merriweather. I did an indie with Max Winkler called Ceremony and she was editing, she was writing a script with her, with Liz, Max and Akiva. I think it was called like the Adventures Handbook. Mm-hmm. And they were doing it at Henry Winkler's house while Max was editing Ceremony. Uh, so Liz mm-hmm. had seen that footage and then she and I got to know each other and she put me in No Strings Attached. Nice. And then nice. Yeah. when that movie opened, it opened number one, one weekend. And then it was that Sunday she texted, uh, Fox just picked up my pilot. Would you audition for it? Uh, and so I had never been close to a TV show. I'd never tested. I am not what they call a good auditioner. Nice. So I was pretending to be cool with Liz where I'm like, absolutely. I would be more than open to audition. I think I had like $95 to my name. Oh, wow. so I'm like, it depends on the dates. Uh, <laughs> but then, you know, when I found out Zoe was the lead of it, I knew we had a fighting chance. Because at that time when, you know, you don't have somebody who could carry a show, you know, it's just a whole different beast. And so yeah. we, had a, we had a true number one. We had a mm-hmm. true shot. So I thought so, some would say a true number one. It? Yeah. Some would say yeah. a true number one and a true number four. Go ahead. Uh, damn it. No, I was, I was number four. I was no, number you four. weren't. Not at that time. I was number four. Not at that time. They didn't Not switch our I call. I signed my our, contract, sir. I was number four. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep Thank going, you, Damon. Yeah. <laughs> I actually remember um, you were the only person when, because I was reading with everybody when, once I was cast and I, you were like the only person I got multiple emails from so many friends saying, I recommend Jake Johnson for the Ooh, role of nice. Nick. Yeah, it was you cool. I, I remember Jeremy create. Connor and yeah, sure. um, yeah. also Max Winkler. Yeah, I remember being really nervous for our chemistry read because, <laughs> well, but it's funny. Like it's, you know, I've talked about it in press before, but, you know, you had a big say in casting of you know, as the show right. went on, we became a whole thing and it became new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Its own yeah. Thing. But like we had we had to be approved by you. And it yeah. was a really trippy thing to be in a scene with somebody. And then right away, like, <laughs> but like, you know, if you didn't like a cast member, we weren't getting in. And so right. it was a really neat feeling to be like, just to, and like, you know, I've known you. Well, like, I knew I was going to have to be with people like a lot, which was true. Turned yes. out to be true. And, um, it's cool. Like, I feel like we got like such, I mean, we got so lucky with this cast, really. Cast. But you knew you know. more about the world of uh, TV and the business way more than I think any of us did at the beginning. And so it was really nice to, like, I remember when you and I did scenes and we both knew it was pretty good. Right. Yeah. I, I think you like wrote back to Jeremy. He was great. I was like, I think I got a real shot. I think I got a real shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were really, uh, what was cool about you, and I mean, it's still cool about you, you're so unique. You're totally, like, and and you feel like a real, like, your characters feel like real people that you know, you know, and the way that you play quirks is in such a, like, genuine way. Like, the, rather than, I would say, like, a lot of people that would have, come in to read for that part we're more playing like at the comedy rather than playing like the reality of the situation and you were like playing the reality of the situation and then it's that much funnier you know 
But I remember those early days, you know, how much we used to text and talk about the characters and talk about yeah. the world. Lamorne, I remember you came to my house during your auditions. I did. Max I did. and I used to sit around and like literally call each other and like disc like there was so much passion for making this thing work that yeah. we all just by like season three, we all just forgot about because we're like, we've always done this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all really gave a shit. And oh, yeah. those characters yeah. and those connections, they didn't happen by chance. Like we really, and we all fought for it. And Liz Merriweather really cared. Oh, yeah. It was like really people cared. really gave yeah. a shit about that show. Oh, I think that's what makes things work in general. Like when you really put your all into things, it so tends to work. <laughs> Go a little crazy. Or you have a shot. At a, yeah. <laughs> but you're right, but you have a shot. How'd this happen? How'd this happen for you, Jake? I mean, people are so complimentary of you, obviously, because you're really skilled at what you do. What were you doing before New Girl? Why didn't it happen earlier, Jake? (laughs) You were were 48 when we started the show, right? I was uh, 53 years young. Um, I I was doing uh, tons of theater and live stuff and trying Mm -hmm. hard. There's a rumor that you were the before guy in a Tampax commercial. Mm-hmm. I was the before guy. Ooh. And I'll give you the read of it. Yes. Chicken. <laughs> uh, you know, I was doing commercials. I was trying. Uh, um, yeah. I don't, honestly, it's a really hard business. Yeah. I just remember one day we had a really like long, you know, day on set and there's some weird vibe going on and it was just tough. I don't know what was happening. I don't remember that part of it, but I remember you and I walking back to our trailers and discussing it and then taking a breath and going, yeah, but we can't forget that we won the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember that it was like season one. And it was that idea of like, because it was our first time on a, for me, especially like on a show like that. And I, and it was like, okay, yes, it is. This is challenging and difficult and that's real. Those are real things we're experiencing, but the big picture is, yeah. We are so lucky and have wanted this for so long and it's happening. And yeah. don't forget that. It's really and- funny. Yeah. It's funny you say that because uh, the pandemic kind of redid that for me also. Hmm. It was the new, look, new girl was hard. It was a grind. Uh, it was great. Um, but we did big hours and people watch it and think like, Every second is a blast. It was a it was a hard job. We were trying. It was our like two off. shifts at a job. Yeah. Like we'd work sixteen hour days. It's like yeah. you, we would make you would basically do content for a nine hour episode that would get cut down every week, and you weren't allowed to recycle bits. And we were asked to improvise. We were asked to experiment. Liz was working her ass off. Our staff was working her ass off. But I had gotten to a point where you know I just got burned out with acting, and I forgot that feeling of loving it. And, you know, because you put so many hours in and so much press and you start going like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Just to do, just to be on, and all sound stages, at the end Mm -hmm. of it, once you're past the magic of it, they're all the same. Yeah. (laughs) All crews, they're pretty similar. Cast, pretty similar. Uh, And then the pandemic hit and it all went away. And I remember that thing you were talking about, Hannah, of like, Doing this is the fucking lottery, Goofy. If you're going to do it, like, <laughs> love it. Because when it went away, I was very quickly like, oh, yeah, I remembered who I was before I got acting jobs. A fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I was the before guy. 
Yeah. And now you and now you've become a I, professional weirdo. You know, dare I <laughs> dare I say, Jake? You know, a heartthrob. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, um, so when did you become Oscar Isaac? Like at what point? It was after David Kremlitz, right? It was started yeah. David We're Kremlitz. right in between. We're right in between. Then the you. The three of us are all beautiful then, siblings. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, here's the truth of lookalikes. There are not just those. <laughs> the fact that there's a truth about it. Keep going. Well, no, there are. Every white man with a beard <laughs> your hair, <laughs> I am them. And they are me. There's just a lot of us. Um, well, Hannah and I look just alike like because we both have brown hair and bangs, right? Yes, that's, that's right. right. Well, yeah. it, it honestly gets as far as that where, you know, every once in a while somebody, there's always like a new actor where they're like, you're the blank, but with the dad bod. And I'm like, who is this person? We're <laughs> yeah. just talking about a white guy with brown hair and a beard? Yeah, man. <laughs> that dude's 21 years old. We look nothing alike. And I'm like, that I'm that person. What has sure. been, I know we talk about the, um, early on in our in our process when we do press and stuff, sometimes we get shocked by the fan reception of, of new girl because we weren't out as much. We would, we were working so much. Agreed, we were doing press yeah. so much. And then we go to one of these events at TCAs or something like that, or an award show. And, and you're hit with thousands of fans just right. who, lo- who are calling you by your character name, who love the bits that are quoting the show. Now there's this reemergence of the show. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. It's almost what like we just mean, started. By the way, this whole, like during the pandemic, new girl got a second life. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's I, especially on like, Netflix. Yeah, yeah, like and people thought it was a girls. new show. Yeah, yeah. I, I think now the way that things, you know, are s- just streaming, people discover them. It, I think, yeah, there were like a lot of young girls who come up to me and they're like, "Are you still shooting the show?" And oh, I'm like, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, they no. think it's a new show and it's something it's really? they can binge that's not done in a day, right? It takes. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. The right. I think because we made so many, we were in the network model. There's, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what's trippy about the new era of the Netflix New Girl fans is, and I don't know if it's generational, but I do feel like men who are discovering it now are admitting that they like it, and then mm-hmm. when it first came out, would essentially apologize for liking it. Yeah, like right. as a dude. My big experience that I would always find so annoying with another dude would they'd be like, hey, I'm not a fan of New Girl. Um, my girlfriend loves it. Here's some funny stuff. And I'd be like, thanks for I your like, free- I like Schmidt. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and I'd be like, you don't have to apologize for being like, you're literally now in a bar quoting the show to me. Yeah. You, yeah. you like it. You know it more you're than You're a I fan. Know. You're yeah. a fan. Yeah, and fair. now I really like that like dudes can say like, I like it. It's like, well, good. It's for everybody. It just happened to be called new girl. That did not mean it was only for girls. Yeah, no, no. With with the reemergence of this show, you know, a lot There's of fans. More guys than girls on the yes. show. So. Yeah. Yeah. And fans, you know, because it's new to certain people, to a newer generation, People always ask me, um, happened yesterday, happened, the security guy, I was at a Laker game, the security guy comes up to me and he goes, he goes, hey man, y'all doing, a, uh, y'all doing one of them reunions? Yeah. I said, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea. He said, y'all gotta do a reunion, man. And he goes, 
He goes, uh, I'm on episode. Uh, he goes, I just finished it. Y'all did four episodes, right? Four seasons, right? I said, well, we got a lot more to go. And he's like, what? <laughs> and it was like this confusion. You know, he thought we had ended at like season four or something like that. He wanted to know if we were doing it. He's a grown man. He wanted to know if we were doing a reunion. So I, I got I to put you on blast, Lauren, because mm-hmm. the reason you're telling this long story is just mm-hmm. to get free Laker tickets. And I think it's <laughs> snaky. I no, think no, no, no. I Jake. think it's on the nose. Jake, I don't Jake. think that security guard existed. Jake, his yeah, he did. His name was <laughs> his name was Johnny What's Laker. Look, Johnny, Johnny Laker. Laker. <laughs> I was at the Laker game wearing uh, Nike sneakers and an Adidas shirt. <laughs> no, uh, Jake, that's not that's not drinking vitamin water, which I really love, especially Jake, all the flavors. Jake, Jake, you gotta water. stop this. You got can I finish telling my story about how when I was at the Laker yeah. game because I'm a diehard fan of the Lakers. <laughs> Shout out to um, LeBron James and all those guys. Um, Jake so anyway. and I scheme to get free kombucha. <laughs> sent to the set so i, I don't know if yeah point that was cool yeah. <laughs> talking shit jake <laughs> we we were like we both love this kombucha <laughs> <laughs> let's pretend to be a publicist and <laughs> so we got and new we got some. And we were like you did i got some because of it that's right yeah, you were like come to my trailer you will not believe and there was an entire cooler yeah. Health aid kombucha okay. I mean, sent for us. <laughs> I've gone far enough in the past where I'll look at contact us on the back of things. And I've written and been like, hello, this is Jake Johnson from New Girl. I play a character named Nick Miller. I love your sweet and sour tangy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> but it blew my mind. They would send cases and then we'd have too many cases of kombucha and you got to drink it within a month. So you're like walking up the ramp. Like, Do you want a case of kombucha? <laughs> your probiotics are like so good. <laughs> <laughs> your microbiome is on point do you still wait do you still drink that jake uh not as much i, I went I'm a, i have an addictive personality okay. i get very addicted to things i go really hard on it and then Tell one day I, I drink like i was like having like nine kombuchas a day and i'm like <laughs> i think i'm turning yellow what the? and i'm like i'm not i'm done with this trash i don't even like the taste what are some of your addictive websites um, but this is the new addiction right now. Water. Water. Oh, water. That's, In the first phase of my addiction. life, I'm going wow. out for water. Gallon a day. Let's go. Gotta do it. Gotta get you gotta you gotta have that baby smooth skin. Lauren, you gotta finish your question. You were asking an important question. I was asking an important question. Um mm-hmm. I started off by talking about my experience at the Lakers game. Oh, don't go that um, far back. Just the get crypto, to the question. Crypto. We, didn't, we don't center. need to go over it again. Oh, we don't have to okay. No, no, no. We got <laughs> Johnny Laker. He's a Okay, Johnny Laker, leader. crypto.com center. Okay. Would you be open? To a reunion of I mean, the show, and like, a, like a season. I, I can't believe you're asking this question. Why? <laughs> Why? Mean, who knows? You know, you know that when you get asked that question in the morning, you're doing what would you say? I say hell yeah. Yeah. Look, Me here's too. the reality. Sure. Who knows? We would need Liz to come on board, see what she would be writing. It'd be very important who's directing it. What's the studio behind it? Do we do it on Fox? Is it a streamer? What does that actually mean? If we're all on like director's chairs doing like a talk, that would be a lot easier. Um, is it you know? Is it a series? I have no idea. In like terms the of Friends like, reunion? Sure, that was a bit of a, like a weird sell. They sat yeah. around like a fountain and talked about the show. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. that. That was funny because, well, I'm like, if we did that, it would be so weird because it only ended like four years ago. Oh, no. like, they're <laughs> going back to something that ended 20 years ago. So we're like, <laughs> to see yeah. the couch from the yeah. loft. I remember so it was. So, well, yeah, it wasn't that long. <laughs> <It> <laughs> That that but Jake, um so yes, you would. So I'm just marking that down here. Give me a second. Uh, so Jake, Jake um, while Lamorne's taking the notes there, 
you do the best drunk person of any actor I've ever worked with. And I've worked with a lot of great actors. Thank What's you. your inspiration? Not you, okay. Jake. Uh, <laughs> what's your, Thank you for saying so. what's your inspiration behind that uh, growing up around drunk people <laughs> uh, who's your favorite drunk person you don't uh, have to name I, I names had, i had an uncle timmy who uh was my favorite drunk growing up <laughs> he was a true old world drunk drunk where, you know, puking in his hand, putting in his pocket on holidays, you know, the oh, multiple God. sweaters at once, the real red face, the hobo's beard. Um, and oh every gosh. year on my birthday, and I'm not going to do it now It's because it's a, the joke is a long-winded one, that he would tell me the same joke. And so as like a little boy, you had to get a call and my mom would be like, hey, Jake, it's your Uncle Timmy. And I'd be like, hello. And he'd be like, want to hear a joke? And every year, it was the same joke, but he wasn't doing like the deep comedy bit of like, it gets funny after 10. He never remembered he told me the joke. Oh <laughs> As the years went on, and I'd be like 12, he'd be like, happy birthday, buddy. let me tell you a joke. And I'd be like, he's doing it again. He's doing it again. Did you, did, 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 do you think it was specific to you that like every year he's like, you know who like this? I, 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 you know, or, good, I don't know, but I do know. Or you think everybody I, got that? This. I well, I did like the joke too, so it might have been right. specific. It was the long and short of it was it was how to get an elephant into a hole full of ashes. First what? thing you got to do is you got to get an elephant. Once you steal <laughs> that elephant, then you got to dig a hole the size of three elephants. Then you got to burn a bunch of paper and fill the hole up with ashes. Then you got to take peanuts and you got to line them all the way around this hole. So the elephant goes. And once it gets to the edge, you run up and you kick it right in the ash hole. (laughs) (laughs) And every time, and he would take about 15 minutes for that joke. But when you got to kick it right in the ash hole, I would always go like, I'm cry laughing, man. I am crying laughing. Well done, Timmy. You've done it again. Do you think that's the inspiration behind your long-term commitment to um, bits? Uh, No, I think it's my brother, Dan. Um, Dan and I growing up, we um, we did bits for years on end to the point where like my mom worried about us and would say, like, would you guys please ask each other real questions? But (laughs) we I mean, I was just in Vegas with him. We went and saw the band Chicago. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. Yes. By By the way, they rock. They still got it. Yes. And we were kind of going there and we weren't sure if we were going in terms of the long-term bits. I, we decided to go to Vegas to see Chicago. I bought Chicago shirts. We were pretending to be the biggest CTA Chicago transit authority fans of all time. Uh, I wasn't sure if we were doing a bit or we were really excited. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we're so deep in this that we're literally flying to Vegas to see Chicago. (laughs) who's even in the band still they've been playing for 50 what the fuck am i going to see the band chicago we got to the theater it was an older crowd Uh, obviously (laughs) so you fit in no i'm the oldest gentleman on this zoom the oldest person here i was the young boy there oh like the front row of like the babes cheering on the band i'm not kidding we're in their 70s yeah the show starts and i'm really laughing and I'm like, this is a room full of like 60 plus. And the band was okay. It started slow. 
Then they take an intermission after like 20 minutes and my brother and I are dying. We're like, who takes a break after 20 minutes? Concert. And I know why those motherfuckers came out and killed the second half. There was no irony. There was no bits. We were just going like the lead singer came out and goes, I'm now going to take you to the magical eighties. And he did. <laughs> did they have their full horn section the full horn section yeah that's I mean, it was, and it really was that's so cool yeah but my brother and i spent the entire weekend in a bit so like when i get home and aaron was like how's your brother i'd be like not sure uh, <laughs> but it was There's, really fun so you you had there was something there was something there was a poster on your wall in, in nick miller's room of a band right that, that you selected personally because it was a, a friend of yours what, what yeah, was that yeah i always i always try to get it at least in that show it's kind of faded but i was really excited about being able to influence the background and care and try to get people on it it was so neat to me that i was on network television that i couldn't believe it so my high school buddies oliver raleigh he, his band was past control i got his poster on the wall Billy Bungaroth was in uh, J.C. Brooks in the Uptown Sound. We got that on the wall. Hey. Aaron had a gorilla drawing. She drew a, a gift for me. I got that on the wall. I remember the little one with the little the, the squirrel. The Aaron, yeah, Aaron yes. drew. The I got squirrel the squirrel on the wall. Yeah. For all the fans out there, if you can catch these uh, images, screenshot them, tag us in them, post them. We wanna we wanna see some of these things. Speaking of super smart smart bits, though, I'll never forget. I don't know what it was like. Halfway through the first smart season, bits. standing. I don't know about bits. any of those. <laughs> what, what, I'm telling you, it's acting advice I have never forgotten. Um, because I was standing there in the, you know, whatever, nine inch heels, feet, you know, near bleeding. And Jake was laying on the couch holding a beer. And that's how he got <laughs> to spend his day compared to mine in the scene. And I was that's like, right. you're so lucky. Right. You're so lucky that the writers did this for you and you get to sit there comfortably. And Jake, do you remember what you said to me? I mean, I the know writers, what the Yeah, you're like, well, no one wrote this for me. I made this decision in the pilot. I understand that this is going to be long days and this could go on for a long time. I want to be seated with a drink in my well, hand. It wouldn't have been the pilot. It was probably like episode four when I'm like, these are 14 hour days. If you notice by like season three, my character starts wearing... Of, in terms of shoes in your trailer <laughs> actors always get a thing they call warming shoes which are just really comfortable slippers yeah and all of a sudden i'm like we're talking about 14 yes lamorne's got them still i still wear them. <laughs> he just held I would them up. Just walk into the scene with them and in a pair of sweatpants and if i'm here for 14 a lot of the days you're spending on other people's coverage on that show which yeah. i've never experienced since where you're sitting there for 10 hours and you don't talk in a scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they, they would feel the need to bring us all in for the cold open part. Yes, every They'd be week. Like, Everybody, every week, and it would always be, and I was thinking about this, how similar all the cold opens really end up having to be. And they're like, well, we realize that only certain things work. So a lot of times it was like one character coming into the loft living room, yeah. setting up, the main a story yeah, yeah. Work and, and then yeah and then everybody coming in and saying maybe one line yeah. and whoever that person was had a, a lot to do and then but a lot of times you're like either in the background or they'll be like 
we figured you'd be eating cereal in the background. Yeah. <laughs> like all, all, would know, like all, all Nick Miller would do in a lot of those exposition scenes because that big monologue was either you or Schmidt mostly. So I would <laughs> yeah. be, you know, you guys carried more of like exposition stuff. So I'd be yeah. like literally drinking the beer would be a soda water. Mm-hmm. And I'd be sitting there. And then at one point I would go like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> without being disrespectful, if she's talking to, let's say Zoe's doing a monologue and it's really to like Hannah's character and the guys are just there because <laughs> they have their A story and we're in the B story. Should I be here at 6 a.m.? Or <laughs> like 10? I'll tell you, you know, this. You're not letting her do it in three takes. You're going to make that monologue last for four hours. Yeah, I blame Rizzoli. And gonna also, you blame me? I, I blame Rizzoli. Oh, no, no. no. Oh, Rizzoli? I, I, I blame Mike Rizzoli. <laughs> I, blame, our, <laughs> I blame our AD. I love Mike Rizzoli. Mike would yeah. call me. Mike, sometimes, just like you said, someone would be doing a monologue, and I'd be, I'd be way in the background, full makeup, like wardrobe and everything, knowing I'm not going to say anything until after lunch. <laughs> and I would go, can I go to my trailer? It's like, oh, hold on a second. We'll just give us a second. And I'll go man, I'm not supposed to be here right now. And then during, you know, that call when it says, oh, you're not used to after lunch, he would come in and apologize. Hey, man, look, but, but man. Here was, the, here was the catch with us <laughs> as the a the 80s cast. job, though. But, yeah. Yeah, Keep I don't you around. But here was the difference with <laughs> us as a cast. None of us felt disrespected by the other one never being there. So <laughs> yeah. if I'm doing, yeah. if Nick comes in and does a monologue and I'm mostly talking to Jess, and in the end of the scene, Lamorne pops in and says, like, I like puzzles. I don't need you standing for the six hours of us doing every alt, every improv, cross coverage, singles, a two shot. So at the end, on a single, you could say I like puzzles. Bring him in later. How about this? Yeah. Bring me we in first pack. to say yes, that, that I could right. go home. Yeah. And so yeah we made a pack like, where we're like, you're like, do you care if I like, like pop out of my room and, you know, say this thing about whatever? And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, that's like, like we would they all, just have to bring you in for like to to tie you into the story. Like you have to be written into the there. scene, but you don't have to be there. Like in the we background. would be there for each other when the, it was a scene and when it yes, mattered. of course. And we were it's, always in the cross coverage always. when we had like an important moment. Yeah, um, but in terms of like the comfort stuff, I started realizing I could be standing because in the pilot, um, Damon and I were mostly like standing next to each other, and we were always at like, on the other side of the couch. So like there would be like a move where I'm like. Honest to God, my legs are hurting. <laughs> so I'm like, if I'm here all day, and I don't think I had like, you know, if I didn't have like, there'd be entire scripts where Nick would just ask questions early on. And every one of my lines would end with a question mark. And so it'd be like one line, I would ask this, and then like, it'd be like, Nick reacts. I'm like, I can do this comfortably sitting with my legs. <laughs> yeah. Um. Your character is known for saying stupid, ridiculous things on the show. Um, iconic lines. The, you give you cookie. I got you. That's like, I don't. It's not scripted that way. This yes, is Jake. I mean, but to say the way you said it, oh, that's yeah, a yeah. Jake. That's a that's a. No one would read it the way you 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 read it. Um, anything, any any one of those lines stick out to you in particular that you just love doing the most, or you're constantly reminded of it, or. No, what uh, in terms of that, what I really like is with each scene partner, it was a different show. So like if you and me had our story together, mm-hmm. there was a vibe on set. There was a vibe together. Like remember early on, we always ended up slapping each other. Yeah. Because we didn't <laughs> yes. know each other's bits yet. So yeah. a bit would end and, we, and then there was, we did something in a grocery store where we were yeah. both, 
man, I got a headache after that shit. Yo, so we're like, all right, we need worse. to find another bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And like the Zoe, when Zoe and I were together, I knew those bits. With each person, you would know that rhythm. But the be- the reason I never liked the cold opens was because when you throw everybody together, it was too much of the mixing of the world. Yeah. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, like, I knew how to like do bits with Damon, and then you'd like pair him up with somebody else. And then like Zoe and I do bit. And then if it's Zoe and I, I know what those are. But with everybody, you've got all these funny people and most of them aren't doing any of the bits. And then you're actually viewed as being annoying when you start improvising, cracking jokes and laughing because <laughs> you're slowing down a day. But I'm like, but everybody, we've all got our own like secret languages. Right. Yeah. Rather than like the lines or something I remember, I, I remember what it felt like to do on certain days where you'd see a script and I'd be like, oh, I'm in a story with this person and or that guest star. So I'd be like, oh, fun. I know what that tone is. I know what that vibe is going to be. Uh, and each, it always felt so different depending on who the people were with. You just reminded me of that episode where we're, I forget the name, uh, Joel, if we could figure out the name, which episode that was in, we're, we're, we're having a slap fight contest. Yeah, in the kitchen. This, it was about, we were doing something with the horse tracks. Yeah, and I, re- I remember- Is this, the one this with is, Dennis Farina called, uh, uh, it was with Dennis, right? I think you're right. Yeah. I remember, Jake, I remember, <sighs> I realized something about you in this moment when we were doing the slap fight bit, right? That you won't, and we talked about this earlier, this was my reminder that Jake won't stop the bit. He will keep doing the bit. (laughs) My face was hurting after the first slap. And I was like, but I have to slap him back. And then you slap me back even harder. And I was like, this is not, hey man, this shit hurts. (laughs) You You said like, hey man, could you go less hard? And I'm like, well, we're in a two shot. Like, I was like well, it's funnier. You can't <laughs> it in. I said, damn, this motherfucker is heavy handed. <laughs> he doesn't understand. This is Jamie Foxx tells a story about LL Cool J about doing a bit about Jamie. Like LL Cool J wants to fight for real in the scene of any given Sunday. <laughs> Jamie had to tell LL Cool J, hey, man, this is acting. This is so funny. Didn't that happen in that Holly wrestling scene? Yes. Oh, yeah. Dermot. Where I my hand. Uh, yeah, for real. You like it was a real your, fight. No, you it broke was not a real hand, fight. Right? I hit my hand against the wall. What was oh. different about that and what kind of got oh. tricky about it was, um, and we did so much improv and so many bits. And what Max and I did, which I didn't realize honestly until after the show, which was really disrespectful to guest stars, <laughs> is we would do bits while they were calling like quiet on set because we were all so comfortable with the show that you would memorize those lines so quickly you would know the tone you would also know like if i forget my lines i'll i'll say salami sandwich and somebody else (laughs) will say something and then we'll get back on track (laughs) other people i forgot that other people weren't there that much so like before that while we're sitting backstage we didn't give Dermot a chance to like think. (laughs) i'm calling him big d asking about his hair they'd be quite on set with like your hair looks great and he'd be like so we're wrestling it and be like, yeah, yeah. And then and joke, joke, joke. And the scene starts. And I don't think he knew the level of wrestling. So it wasn't a fight. It was just we hadn't communicated what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. and But you yeah. really broke your hand. I actually remember part of the problem. I mean, well, I can't say it's a problem, but that you were so, you were kind of acting like a tough guy about it. So you right. couldn't tell how much it hurt you. Yeah. 
I could tell because I knew you really well and you were like, all of a sudden you weren't laughing anymore. And like, normally you're always laughing. And I was like, Ooh, he's really hurt. But like to the untrained person, like the person that doesn't know you, you'd think like, Oh, the bit was still going on. Just still doing a bit. Well, what happened was it's not that it hurt so bad. It started to swell up. So the adrenaline (laughs) was going in a way where I didn't quite feel anything yet, but my hand was getting really weird. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, obviously, like I, especially then, it's changed since I've had kids and got you know as it's gone. But like, I did not care about health for a lot of years of my life. We know. So my body <laughs> would just be like, you just try to disconnect from your body. So if you have like a weird welt, like try not to think about it. Um, but so that I remember being like, it's fine, it's not a big deal. But in between lines, I would look down, and because I'd broke a bone here, there started becoming this bubbling thing. Mm. And Josh Greenbaum was our director who's a friend and he and I are always doing bits. So I was like, I'm, it's the problem with living in bits too long. It's the boy who cried wolf. When the wolves are coming to attack you, everyone's like, are they? <laughs> Is his hand broken? I've spent many moments of my life being attacked by wolves being like, God damn it. I built this house. Lamorne <laughs> and I were doing a bit where we were talking. He was shooting a commercial in Pasadena and he's like, Hey, I'll come by and we'll hang out after. And I was like, ooh, you're doing a commercial. You're rich. So you come over, bring me steak and lobsters. And he came over and he brought a lobster that was alive. And I'm like, Lamorne, I'm not cooking this. Lo-. I was like, get it out of my house. <laughs> and he was like, you said lobster. And I'm Where like, did you go? How, like, how long did it take you to find the lobster? Well, like, you- live lobster? Well, I told a live lobster in a bag to my home. No, no, I told sir. I I told production to get me. I thought they were going to bring me cooked lobster. Oh, interesting. And what was the saddest part about the whole thing? One, what was happening to the lobster? But the other sad part was that the PA who dropped it off was was vegan, and oh, no. was looking at me like I was the worst. And I didn't know what she was doing. I was like, "Why is she staring at me?" There, and I look. It's a live whole lobster in my bag, and I lost it. I was like, "What the? F- what am I supposed to do with this? This is way beyond the bit. This is way beyond the bit." And Jake wanted nothing to do with it. Took it back to a friend's house. They ended up taking it to the ocean, which I do believe was the wrong ocean. Is that true? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you said it free. The wrong. What do you mean? Oh, it was meant to be in the Atlantic. Yeah. that's a long trip though that's a drive that's a drive that was a drive but we couldn't make it so hopefully hopefully he survived (laughs) um okay so and now he's an invasive species uh he's got babies and the ocean ocean. (laughs) um let's move off from new girl for a second for a second you've you've done man you know obviously working working with people you become friends and family but you also become fans dude Sp- spider-verse man i love that i love that movie i don't oh, yeah. i don't i My hate animated shows that that movie all the time um tell us about tell us about so that good. how like do you get recognized more for that or or that's a huge <laughs> that was a huge deal like do you get recognized from that ever to come up to you talk about spider-verse or is it strictly new girl uh um people talk about spider-verse Okay. Good. All right, we're back I'll with Jake Johnson. Talks about Spider Verse. If My you've just Charlie, tuned in, who's yeah. four? Yeah, he loves Spider Verse. No, I'm asking about you know, it all the time. Chris Miller and Phil Lord, who were the kind of 
the people behind that whole version of the rethinking of the Spider-Man world. It was really great. It's we're doing the new one now. Um, mm. they're, I mean, they're really talented. Mm. So, so talented. So talented. It's like and when we all know as actors, there's a really big difference between getting like a great script and a medium one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. Like you just see it and you just, it's all real. Like, it's funny. Cause I remember during that, Phil would be like, Hey man, I wrote you some stuff. Um, we'll, we'll figure it out in the booth. It's not quite ready. And I would read it and I'd be like, no, this shit's ready. <laughs> if yeah. I just say these words, it's good. And so it was a really nice thing about like, yeah, good's coming. It's great you, material. It's great stuff. Can you tell us what about it? your writing? Uh, Jake, I know you wrote, uh, ride the Eagle. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and did Trent, Trent O'Donnell directed that? We get it together. It came out uh, this last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. during the pandemic. It was great. We, uh, it was funny. So Trent, who was a new girl, you know, I think he directed like 50 episodes, something yeah. like that. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Love him. I think he, the best. I, I think he is such a secret to the success of that show. And he's yeah, now starting to have a moment. I've been teasing him because I think he's becoming kind of like a little bit of a mogul. <laughs> he's, got, well, he's got like a bunch of shows and he's always yeah. like, we'll text about getting together and he's like, well, I'm, I'm at the law working on another shit. And I'm like, oh, you're becoming that guy. But he's so wildly talented. What happened was in the pandemic, we both really just missed working and bits and being on set. So we financed it. We made the whole movie for 250 grand. I think we shot it in like nine days. Mm. And it was really Amazing. just, it was a blast. So we did yeah. have a fan question. The question is, you did a movie, this isn't Ride the Ego. Is it? Huh? No, 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 this is, oh, this is, oh, this is, yeah, yeah. Um, it says you did a movie, uh, Ride the Eagle with uh, Darcy Carden, Susan Sarandon, J.K. Simmons. When did you discover you had a talent for not casting your real friends in your movies, a la your new girl? <laughs> the fan question. Fan I know question. we're all like, we didn't get the call. Lamar Morris. Like, yeah, Lamar yeah, Morris. was directing. And he didn't call Lamar. <laughs> yeah. He call Lamar. He didn't call Zawe. He didn't call Hyena. Well, how about you guys cast me in some shit? God damn, man. I'm shocked. Jake, you, Jake, you know I don't make anything, okay? <laughs> you know I don't. We do have one thing called Nick's Box that we're going to come to when we come back from our break. <laughs> <laughs> With Jake Johnson. We are back with uh, Nick's Box. I have to just say, because we're talking about your movies, you were, I feel like the only person that between seasons would just go off and be in these huge, ginormous films while the rest of us were like, I had no energy break. between seasons. I don't know. <laughs> like, you had like you a summer it. with Tom Cruise. Yeah. And coming back. And that for me was always the most exciting thing. It was like the kid coming back to school that had had like the best fucking summer well that one specifically so um oh you came back and you were super fit too (laughs) very into health yeah no i wasn't into health i was super fit because he wanted to work out together and i was very afraid of tom cruise (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that job happened because you know i think if you get an opportunity to work with tom cruise you take it yeah um, but look, you know, this, this interview is spitting in a way that's not reality. We were all working. 
I understand I'm the one being interviewed, but if we were doing this at Vulture and they were doing it, we all did projects over the summers, guys. <laughs> oh, really? Who else was doing stuff over this? I mean, I'm just saying, no one else was like in Jurassic Park and it, what? I did. I did Everybody stuff over the summer. <laughs> we all did. Hey, Hannah, speak for yourself, I'm Hannah. pretty sure you <laughs> did too, right, Hannah. Right, Maybe so you don't remember, remember, but... I was I in a cabin in Bhutan. I didn't want to talk about some movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and- Taron okay, Killer. that's true. That happened. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Who's writing these questions, you two? <laughs> we right. are. That's the problem. We are. Um, okay. Uh, we have a thing called Nick's Box, or as I like to call it, your box. Okay. <laughs> Today, it's Jake's Box. This is the segment where we crawl into the back of Nick's closet and pull out some memories that the cast and crew of New Girl have kept hidden for years. Uh, Jake, what's your favorite memory from your time working on New Girl? Or worst memory. You know, or honestly, just your most prominent memory. You know, honestly, in a, you know, I've said it, we've all obviously all done a ton of press for this show, but it was working with all you guys. And it was Max uh, and it was uh, Damon and it would be the wriggles of the world. It yeah. was, you know, when we talk about the long bits, I don't remember a lot of the episodes. I don't remember certain lines. Um, I don't remember a lot of the drama. Like, you know, you'd have like a hard day and somebody would be mad at you for screwing up a line. It's like you didn't hit the joke. All that shit faded away from me. And what I really uh, remember about it was, you know, so many laughs and so many hours of doing stuff where you'd get slap happy and you'd be acting really immature. Um, and it was probably annoying for those outside of the circle of actors, <laughs> you know, because they're holding boom mics. But like there were many times I just couldn't stop laughing or you're off camera and someone's doing a performance and you guys have done a bit that like, like I remember like, like other actors would make sounds during performances to try <laughs> to screw you up. So like if I was doing a scene, I would hear like boop. Whoop, and you're like, <laughs> you know, that is quote unquote really bad, but it made it so it made it the experience so joyful. And I do feel like what people take from it is there was a lot of joy and there was a lot of laughs and there was a lot of like genuine fun we were having where people say like, how much are you like your character? And the truth is, I don't think any of us are really like any of our characters, but our joy was real and our bits were real. And I think people can feel that when I watch a show that I like, you feel like you get a sense that like that, that must've been fun to do. And a lot of new girl was really fun to do. Yeah. And well, that's kind of my big takeaway from it. I don't really, there'll be moments, things will come up like even Tran or, or Ralph passing away. You know, I got hit by a wave of sadness, but I don't really remember much of the stuff we did besides like being on set when he was around Yeah, and always being happy that he was there and, just being like, oh, yeah, it was always like fun. You would see certain episodes and you'd be like, oh, great. Like these three people are here now. Cool. Jake, hmm. people don't remember what you did for them. They remember how you made them feel. And that's what's important. That's the takeaway. I'm going to take off. Uh, Zoe, Hannah, <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Come back anytime. <laughs> but that, I'm what are putting Lamorne on mute. What are your guys' uh, big takeaways? <laughs> Honestly, uh, that's my same takeaway. Is it? Yeah. Like, I don't remember all the, like, any drama or anything. I don't remember at all. I do remember loving doing bits with you guys. I just miss you guys 
I mean, obviously, because we're doing a rewatch podcast. <laughs> like, I love working with all of you guys so much. And I love, you know, the camaraderie with the crew and the writers. And that was my favorite part, too. So. Yeah, mine was just that there was no pressure. It was no, again, oh, we're, we're friends. And now you, you, you work on a project. You're like, okay, I can't suck. I can't, yeah. you know, are they going to, like, are they going to give me shit, like real shit? Like on New Girl, if I sucked, if I did something, you would call it me out on it. It was part of it. 100%. Yeah, it was like, it was part of the, the part of the bit on other you're, projects. You're right. you if, you, there was, if you came in and were having like a bad mental day <laughs> and you couldn't remember it, I would know this is going to make everybody else have the best day. <laughs> and they're gonna look i'm gonna i'm gonna be the guy in the corner getting railed on but it's funny <laughs> max not knowing his lines is one of the funniest thing he would he would curse himself out he would go fucking max yeah. but the other thing, the other thing, and i don't know if you guys felt this before doing this kind of rewatch i don't remember storylines Right. So I don't remember like arcs. I don't remember like, you know, there'll be something I'll be doing an interview for something and they'll bring up something. They go like, how'd you feel about that decision? And I'm like, I don't even like, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful about it. I'm like, that's not what I remember about it. Yeah. I remember the whole package, the final product, the final 22 minutes, like we were there for 50 hours. Yeah. So yeah. like what they cut in and like what 80 time, hours, 80 we hours, for 80 hours. <laughs> but like, and the, you know, if you're doing a scene and they cut it down to a minute and a half, we performed that scene, especially if it was like a big dinner table scene. We were there for 12 hours doing bits and entire oh, yeah. comedic bits were cut out. But I like, those are, like, I don't even know. Like I, I had a memory the other day of when we were at the bar, uh, that, uh, that little dancer, Terrio, Am I saying yeah. it wrong, Lamar? You know who I'm talking about. Oh, Terry, oh my God, Terrio. Lil, Lil, Lil Terrio. Ooh. Ooh. Terrio. Ooh. So it started, I don't know how it started, but when one when somebody would go, ooh, ooh, <laughs> whoever was in the single would be like a Terrio dance. Yeah. And, you know, the editors or whoever didn't like it. I don't think any of it's in the show. No. But doing Terrio was like for four mm. months what I looked forward to going to work. That when somebody would come in a scene and be like, bad news, I've been fired. All you'd have to do is off camera go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and you knew, like, at least for me, I'm like, I'm about to get a show. Like, I'm going to see somebody in full Ontario. And the other joke was like, if you get somebody off their game, I always loved in that show, like, all right, like, I threw off a really weird line. How are they going to get back on story? And for me, the, like, skill was... You take a really weird improv, but then you're driving. You got another line, like, get us back in, make it usable. That shit was it's, so fun. And like, Do you remember, Jake, that we made up a song and convinced Lamorne that it was a <laughs> <laughs> new <Yes>. single? <laughs> yes. And I remember it was also something about, like, a sexy dancer. It was like, oh, my God. God oh, sexy <laughs> ass dancer. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, do you know that song? And he's like, how does um, it go again? Oh go- my God, I'm a sexy <laughs> dancer. But then the, the beauty of that show, and I honestly, it's just like Minx, the show I'm doing, we don't really improvise. So you can add like a line or two, but we would be mm. doing that, oh my God, I'm a sexy ass dancer. They would call action, and the beginning <laughs> of the scene is we're all still going like this. The first chance, if, if you two are talking in that scene and I'm going to get a beer, well, I'm going to then go, excuse me, I'm going to get a beer. And you're, gonna go, you're a sexy ass dancer. 
Well, that line might have made it in the cut. <laughs> and all of a sudden, for some reason, Jessica Nixon's a sexy-ass dancer. And I was like, that is so fun. And whenever you could sneak something really weird and it would make it into the show, that always felt like such a point of pride. If you like did a really weird improv and then it was in and you'd be at ADR and I'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that madness made it onto network television. <laughs> that was probably like the ultimate. Yeah. What's that? The ultimate when yeah. when you you have a bit that's oh. weird and it makes it up. And it makes it, it and then great. it starts defining yeah. the character. And I was like, that was always that's well, Winston. You're right. That is Winston. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Tony, when you talk about like the shared experience, I'll never it's that's the thing I think about the most with this show is very few people will understand yeah. what it was truly like. Cause they only totally. see that twenty-two minutes or they read in, you know, and an interview that you've done and that's what they think it all was about i remember maybe it was end of season one season two that time kind of blurs but you showed up you drove up to the trailers in like a brand new car then it like, would have been season alexis three. yeah mm. I, I, no season two i got rid of the so we, I re- alexis that's right. I remember it, we were like, ooh. It was like a convertible, right? Like you could take the top down or something. <laughs> hard top, I was like, hard top convertible. That's, <laughs> I thought it was, I was like, what? And you're like, you know what? I think this is real. Like, I think this show is staying around <laughs> and I feel finally comfortable to do it. And I looked across at my like real beat up first car that I came to LA with that the, the side mirror was like in the glove box. And you're like, <laughs> you know, I think it's safe. And you, you and Hannah, then you said, how'd you get that? And I gave you my contact. That's right. Well, I, still, started, I still well, use today. I, I, I showed up in Alexis a week later. Yeah, I remember. But I remember you took me for like a spin around the lot. And yeah. you were just like, this could be your life. This is it. <laughs> you can do it. Here now. I remember but everybody showed points. up with new cars like about the same week. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Well, because yeah. for me, I knew season one. Well, it was funny with that show because Max had a really good instinct about what was going to happen in a way that I didn't. Where early on, he would be like, midway through the pilot, I remember being really nervous I was going to get fired. And he's like, you're not getting fired. The show's going to be fine. And then when we got picked up, he would say season one, he'd be like, we'll be here at least five years. And I'm like, how the fuck could you say? He's like, look at the ratings. I'm like, dude, we could be gone next week. And so for me, it took after we got picked up and we were guaranteed 13 more into season two. That's when I remember being like, no matter what, now I've done 30 episodes of a television show. That to me was, you know, when I moved out to LA, if you told me I was going to do 30 episodes of a network show, I did it. Let's go home. Big win. <laughs> Get Alexis. Get Alexis, drive around in a convertible and head home. Was yeah, nice you guys car. did it wrong, though. I got mine for free. That was the play. Oh, oh my God! Free I did not cars, know that baby. was an option. Free cars, yeah. baby. Aren't you driving a Lamborghini now? Hey, listen. Let's not talk about my cars now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about you're my poor like financial decisions. Guys who buys a house and then you're like, but let me see the garage, right? <laughs> <laughs> guys, if you're just tuning in, we had Jake Johnson on our show. Um, new girl <laughs> alum. You, do, if you decided to tune in 55 minutes into this episode. <laughs> Um, um, Jake, this has been great, man. Great to see you guys. All right, great to see you. Jake, take it Bye. easy. Bye. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl Recap Podcast. 
Welcome to our show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre DeRieder. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at Welcome to Our Show Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week.